This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Welcome to the Wednesday week, a.k.a. the North Stand Top Boys. So tonight, ladies and gents, after a brief pipe, brief, Brees, I said. After a brief hiatus for a week, it took us that long to come down from the ceiling after such a high-scoring affair that was the local derby. But anyway, we're back again, and uh, we're going to take a look at the week, the Wednesday week that was. So uh, on the line with me today, I've got the elusive Scarlet Pimperdicky. Are you there, brother? I'm here, my man. I'm here. I am elusive. You keep doing it on Thursday nights, and Thursday nights is date night. Nothing comes in between me and date night. Not even Wednesday. I don't, I don't want to know what dates you go on with you and your jar of hand cream. That's entirely up to you. Well, you uh, know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I've got, I've got plentiful supplies of hand cream, no squeaky bum cream. <laughs> okay, so joining him on the line tonight, we've got Weatherspoon Pitcher, Curtain Twitcher, and Racist Snitcher, Miss Victoria Wood. There she is tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Did you like that? <laughs> Oh my god, you've actually like proper written that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I wrote oh, it about ten kind. minutes ago. I wrote that's, it while you were. That's really week. kind. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I had a wee early tonight as well. Like I remembered, I let the dog out. I went out. No, I didn't go out. <laughs> no, no. Yes, I also kissed in the garden. Uh, evening. <laughs> evening. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you? Right then. So after after his uh, foray back after a, a long hiatus, that's the second time I managed to get this in this introduction. After a longish hiatus, we brought him back, but it sounded like we'd left him in the shed, which I'm pretty sure we ended one show where we put both barrels through the back of his head. It was a sketch that we did. It was weird back then. But Steve, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? <laughs> Coming through loud and clear. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear you. We can hear you. <laughs> is that better? Is it better than last week? It, it, it's kind of better. I can, I can hear you straining, but I, I think that might be another little room that you're in. Yeah, it is. It's this uh, DDT, which I'm just about to remove. The uh, Derby Day song is coming off. Oh, that's better. <laughs> the Derby oh. Day song, yeah. Get- the DDT has been removed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a city on the move. The DDT has been removed. It takes a while. 
I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna um, tell you it got weird. They know already. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you have changed so much. I can't get a handle on this. This has gone weird. Oh, it's all gone weird. <laughs> right, oh. sure up. We've got loads to get through. So because we had a week off last week, we've got Derby Day. We've got uh, we've got Bolton and we've got Frank Lampard's uh, Derby. It gets confusing after a while. So stay with us, boys and girls. So right then, I'm gonna we're gonna go to each of you for each game. Uh, you've got got five minutes each. If you want to chime in at the end, keep questions till the end. So, Steve, I'm going to come to you first on this one. You're going to get the big one. The nil-nil win once again, third time on the bounce. Monday night football. What did you reckon to it, brother? Right. The first thing is, you look on Twitter, you look on Facebook, and everybody's moaning about it being a rubbish game of football. If we're going to a derby game to watch a great game of football, then we're not going to football for the right reasons. I don't care whether you're there just to watch, I don't know, whether you want to get in amongst it or get into muck and bullets of it all, or whether you want to watch beautiful, flowing football. A Derby Day match is different from all that. It's different. Right from the start, the week before, we said it when we were on here the week before, everybody's getting nervous, everybody's getting sexy. When you go to that game, you can't enjoy it in your own perverse little way. And this is what's wrong with you. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Most of it were watched through my fingertips. I admit that. It, you know, I was cringing. And then I went ball were, were down there. And when they had ball in our box, I wanted ref to blow a whistle. When it was down the other end, I couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it. It was just wonderful. I thought it was a cracking game. I loved every moment of it. That chance that Medine had. That Westwood saved. I love that. I love that chance that um, Hutch had when, when he showered Keeper. I love that. Even even Wilder loved it. So it must have been good. I know it, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't the result that we all wanted, but that's Derby Day for you. That's Derby Day. I love that game. And I'm sorry if, if people didn't enjoy it for whatever reason. Um, like I say, I think they're going for the wrong reason. Oh, come on though, Steve. Like, there's always an element though, isn't there, of um, of these of these like ruining your season and stuff like that. And um, and I'm a, I don't like derby days. I don't like them. But um, I tell you what, Vic, I'll come I'll come to you on this one. Talk to me about um. Oh, yeah. So for all right, look. So Forestieri went <laughs> off, and then the uh, yeah. you know the mercurial uh, Georgie Boyd came on. Now, um, mm. was there an injury? What 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 was that all about? Uh, there was apparently an injury, wasn't there? Didn't he like pull his leg or something? I don't know, his nose. Something. He, he oh, plays he... for Sheffield Wednesday. He's bound to have got injured at some point during that match. I think he was... I think we built it up a lot, didn't we? The Forestieri playing in his first derby situation. And it... Uh, it just... I mean, he's just <laughs> not on it at the moment, is he? Um and we've said that for a few weeks now. I don't think, you know, Steve Bruce still hasn't got the best out of him yet. Don't get me wrong. I think Steve Bruce will get the best out of him. I really, really do. I believe in that 100%. But I just think at the moment, he's just, he's still not on the boil. And he has had some really shitty injuries to con contend with. Um, as we know from talking to certain people who work in medicine around or used to around the football club, he's had a really tough time. Um, so, yeah, I think... Mm, 
I would have taken him off. Um, George Boyd, I mean, I'd have brought me on, to be honest. Um, I've got similar hair. I can run probably just as fast at 30 and very overweight. Uh, so, <laughs> I, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. I wouldn't say it wasn't the best decision. It wasn't the best swap, but I don't think he had any other options. Well, I, I, I get that, but I mean, Dick, I mean, come on, back me up here. The uh... you see, I, I, I disagree. I thought Forestieri played all right in that first half. I thought we he was all right, um, but he was injured. We, 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 oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, not, that's not my point. But what I just thought that we um, we played quite high up the pitch, so we we stopped them playing. We we didn't park the bus like we did, you know, whenever it was last last year back at the, at the lane. We actually um, played that high up that, that our quick passing and closing down actually stopped them playing. Uh, and I thought the second half yeah, they yeah. obviously had the twenty twenty five minutes, and, and I, I think we missed Forest here at second half because I think I think he did a lot running around, but you know you can't you can't negate for injury, can you? So that, it is what it is. But I, I mean. <laughs> As a game, I, I'm always nervous about the derby. But I, I actually enjoyed that one for the first time in a long time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the banter with Henderson, and he took it really well. Um, that, that was going off up there, you know, he was giving some back and whatever. So I, I thought that was great, and I'm not so sure um, Paddy Kenny would have. Uh, would have handled it so well. He'd probably just, you know, <laughs> I agree, just, though, Rich. I think I think Forestieri did all right. I really do. But I think we just we built it up, and it's it's you know it's nothing to blame on him at all. It's us as fans. Like we've built him up. We're all waiting for this Steve McLean moment all over again, aren't we? We're all thinking back to two thousand and five and Steve, and we all think like you know Forestieri's never played in a derby. He's going to come on and score ten. No, he ain't. No, he didn't, because they were all ready to mark him. And like you said, you know, we played all right around him and he did okay, but he did get injured and he had to go off. And, well, I mean, my mum was in the stand, right? She's 63 nearly, so she I would have, have probably rather brought her on than George Boyd, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. Come on, Steve. Steve, back me up. Tell, tell me, tell them I... tell how well George Boyd played. Come on. Well, we have a theory, me and Holly. Whenever we pass a cone, a traffic cone, we always tip our hat and say, George, because we always think that if we used a traffic cone instead of Boyd, it would be better. It would give us more options. Definitely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And whenever uh, Charlie, my grandson, sees a, um, a cone that's laid down, laid up floor, he always says, Boyd's injured again. So... <laughs> That's that's how we view Boyd. I cannot get it out of me. I didn't like him when he was at Peterborough. I know we're going back some, and that's not changed. It's not changed at all. But I'm with Rich. I, he had I've a couple heard... of all right games for us, to be fair. Like, we have had a couple of weeks that we've not slated him. It's but a that ain't 40 grand a week, oh, is it? Exactly. We've got to expect more than a couple of games out of him. How long has he been here? 18 months? It's got to be... We've got to be better than... In a couple of games out of him. I agree with Rich, it was an enjoyable game. And I, I look at it like this. Three months ago, we wouldn't have been able to compete with them like that. And I thought we competed really well with them. Like Rich Absolutely. does, we stopped them playing, but we didn't park bus. We were trying to play football. You could argue they stopped us, if you like, as well. So, But I, I enjoyed that game. I thought, you know what, we've come a long way in a very short time here. And it was so, so pleasing to see that. 
I loved it. I absolutely loved it because it gives me hope for future. All right. Can so I just point out, Fudge, what? before before you move on too quickly? Uh, I think I think um, Beastie's glossed over it a bit here, but there was some absolute classic shit housing from yes. Sam Hutchinson, wasn't there? And that is absolutely that is just classic Sam Hutchinson. So he's yeah. going towards the ball, and the centre half's coming towards him, and he shouts, "Keepers!" Yeah. <laughs> the centre half fell for it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. I love Sam Hutchinson and I love him even more now. What an absolute twat. And just I just love him. That's brilliant. If he'd have scored if he'd, have, if he'd have scored in that situation, can you imagine them two defenders talking to each other? Well you said you said leave it. You said keep her. It would have been absolutely <laughs> the best thing ever, wouldn't it? It really would. I'd heard it was fake news from Wilder. There was no keeper shout. It, but that well, makes it I, I, a shit doesn't it? I know, yeah. I know. It doesn't sound as good, does it? But <laughs> I choose to believe he did say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've, all, I've also got to be honest. I've got to be honest. If we're facing us and where we sit, we'd have heard him, and I didn't hear him say it. So, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to ruin it. it. Right, move on. Move on. Who are these? <laughs> They've not been on all season, Fudge. Come on, just ignore him. <laughs> Anything just to it? Why they were the big stick for me? That's all I'm. I'm interested in. I'll tell you what, Rich. Actually, I'll, I'll come to you on this one, Rich. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put you under the uh, under the cosh a little bit. But I like that's Ooh. three. That's three what? now. Nil nil draws. And as Steve says, and 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 you and yourself agreed that the um, the derby. Uh, that's the best one we've played out out of the recent three. You know, we yeah, yeah. we took it to them. They took mm. it to us. Now, is yeah. the derby? An unwelcome distraction. Bear in mind how, how how close the league is. I think I tweeted today that anybody from something like 16 is got has got their eye on Bristol City's playoff place as it stands right now, as the league stands at this moment in time. Now, did we really need a derby? Are they, you know, because derbies for me have got boring. Do you know what I mean? Would you prefer not to have them? Do you know what? And I'm, I'm going to get shot down here. It's just another game, isn't it? It's no, just one well, of the games, or two of the games we play in the season. No, I, 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 I am completely no. blinking about Wednesday. It's just another game that I want to get three points in. In that what? In that what? Carlos or Josh Luke? I said <laughs> before Maybe they got is, but it's, it, I, I'm just it'd be old age. I'm just kidding. I'm not bothered about anybody. I'm really not. I'm not bothered about I'm not. Bothered about about I'm not United, whoever. No, I'm just as long as Wednesday. About were. playing Rotherham, bloody hell. No, but I'm just I'm just classing them all in the same kind of vein. I'm just I'm not that bothered anymore who it is. I'm just I gotta watch Wednesday. Simple. All right. Fair enough. Fair oh, enough. Are you right, guy in disguise? That, no. <laughs> oh come on, I'm gonna moustache. <laughs> <laughs> well he he had yeah, one today. I look at it like this, right? And I think this something to take from this. If we don't get into the top six, which I still think that we will, right? You get rid of the blade. Get rid of the dirty, dirty lead. Get rid of Rotherham through trapdoor and Dingle stay down. What a season that gives us then. What a great crack at it next year that gives us without four awful distractions. Right now, I, I love I, I love playing these games. I really do like going to them, especially having a son-in-law who's a Dingle. You know, it, it makes adds a bit of extra spice to it. You know, living amongst loads of Leeds fans, it adds it adds all that. But you get rid of all of them, 
and that gives us a great crack at going up next year. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree. I agree. Right, so, Vic, let's move on. Game two. Um, I think now uh, Sky Sports, after last season, after saying the phrase, Ryan Sessegnon's only 17 years old, once he turned 18, <laughs> they're not interested anymore. So what they went with was uh, Frank Lampard's Derby County. I'm pretty sure that's now the new name of the club. And uh, I'm sure if he's still there next season, they will add it to the crest. So um, <laughs> away day for you, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah, it's my second of the season. I am so hardcore. But to be fair, my first was Ipswich. That is a pretty wank first away game. So Derby's, Derby's pretty standard. Um, yes, yeah, so I was there. I was on the train at, God, about 10 o'clock in the morning from Chesterfield. Uh, straight into Derby. Had to wait around for about an hour for the lads to get in from Sheffield. Lads, lads, lads. Um, and then, yeah, it was just a brilliant day out. We just had such a good time. We ended up in some really shitty old man pub and then went to the match. And obviously, you know, yeah, all right, conceded pretty early on. Um, but we played okay. We played all right. Um, I don't think at any point we ever thought we were going to lose it. Um, obviously, was it Reach that missed? Oh, no, it was Boyd, wasn't it? Missed from about six yards. Um Reach had a chance, Fletcher had a few chances, and then obviously I all for equalised, and it 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 was a good point. It was a great point on the road. Um, yeah, I was I was absolutely buzzing with it. It was it was a really good away game. Um, the crowd were in great voice. There wasn't what I could see. There wasn't any trouble. Um, it was just I, I like Derby away. I do. I think. Derby away is like one of, sorry, Frank Lampard's Derby away is just one of those games that, yes. you know, they're close enough for it to be easy to get to. We're always going to take a big crowd with us and they are here. Um, but it's not, there's no real animosity. Um, obviously they're pushing for the playoffs and apparently so are we. Um, but there's no, <laughs> there's no sort of aggro there. There's no sort of nastiness. It was quite a nice atmosphere before and after the game. Um, I managed to see our beautiful James in the beer garden. Um, I was inside the pub and I spotted him outside and I managed to get like four Derby fans to tap each other on the shoulder in some sort of synchronised dance to get his attention, at which he just waved and I waved back. And it was really awkward then. <laughs> it's like I've done all this effort. I was just having a little wave over the beer garden. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a brilliant Brilliant day. Um, absolutely loved it. Uh, shout out to the Cop End lads uh, who I went with and just, yeah. Um, but also, uh, Dan Fudge, do you have any sort of romantic music right now? I don't, but I'll uh, I'll just sort of do some, there you are, just, just some wishy-washy like wind noises. Like I was stood next to the love of my life, right? And I don't mean Jono's dad. Yeah, there was this bloke, right? If you were the bloke stood next to me in the away end in the green coat with the blue eyes, I love you. I love you. Not the guy who replaced him at half time because you're not, no, not you. Um, not but you. him, yeah. But him, if you're out there, hit us up, TWWcast. <laughs> we'll get married. We'll get married tomorrow. That would be lovely. Um, yeah. Lovely. Well, all right then. Well, uh, if 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 you are uh, green coat, blue eyes, um, I've just realised I wear a green coat. But we'll we'll move on from there. You know, it weren't me. Um, Maybe that's so what it was. Say, Maybe it reminded me of you. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's all, it's all dark and all. <laughs> but um, so right, Steve, 
Now, Frank Lampard's Derby County have not been in the best of form. Um, was that two points lost, given the form that we've been in? Well, whenever I've been to Derby away, I've never had that feeling that uh, Vic's been on about there, where you, you didn't think that we could lose. I've always thought we're going to lose. That said, I always love going to Derby. It is one of my favourite away days. It is always a big following from us, Derby away, because they give us plenty of tickets. In the navigation pub, everybody's having fun, both sets of fans. But I always think we're going to get walloped. I think I can only remember seeing us win there once. And I think that were Dion Burton that scored winner after the all giving him a load of pillock about being rubbish. Um, but I, 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 in this instance, I've got to think it's a point gained. Um, even though I think he's made the right noises, hasn't he, uh, Frank Lampard? He said on both games we were the best team. You know, when we played him at our place, he said that. And I think he said something similar this time. So, I've got to see it. I've got to see it personally as a point gained, just from my own experience of going to Derby. But overall, it's probably, it's probably going to end up being two lost in it. And if we lose by two, there's a lot of places where we can see that um, if we miss out on the playoffs by two points, there's a lot of games that we can look at besides that one where we think we should have picked them points up. So yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. think we'll be ourselves for that game. I think um, I think we'll we'll start if we start ruining any points. I think it'll be the ones early on in Bruce's tenure. I think uh, there was Millwall and Reading. I think that we uh, that we drew against. But um, but yeah, you're right. We don't seem to have any happy away days at Derby. I particularly remember one where we got absolutely spanked three 0 and uh, we Pride Park wasn't uh, was quite new, and uh, it's hailstone. And then somebody on the Intercity Hall went, "Just shirts today, lads. We're not wearing jackets today." And I remember sat there in that god-awful orange tango kit that we had with the black and white collar, which is now retro and I really want one again. But I uh, remember sat there, Hailstone losing 3-0. I think it was Rory Delap's um, debut. It was that long ago. I hate Pride Park because of that. And, I've, and the, the corner, the, 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 it's like St. Mary's, isn't it? But with, the, with no corner. I, I can't abide it. But anyway, we've moved on from that. So, we're, But Rich, there was a uh, there was a familiar face turned up, one we've not seen in a while. Like yourself and Beastie turning up at this podcast. They're, well, I say a familiar face, yeah. you can only see half of it. Mr. The, the Ginger Ninja himself had turned up. What do you reckon? The Ginger, who's in the Ginger Ninja? Sammy Winnell. Right, Sammy he's Winnell. strawberry he's ginger? blonde. He's not no, he's ginger. strawberry blonde, the, the same as I am when you say ginger, you're like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking ginger, something, you know, like what? carrot tops out of the four months ago, or, you know, something like that. Like, not melody. It's Listen, not melody. Ginger. It ju- Judge Fudge it's, rules. It's, it's, ginger. It's ginger. ginger. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's, it was good to have him back. I'd, I'll be honest, he did more than that useless big lump we started with last night, but there we Ooh. go. That's uh, getting a lot that. No, uh, don't start me on New Year. Don't start me. Well, you, you've got bolted to talk about. So, you know, the floor's yours. Let's talk about Sammy Winnell first. Sammy, yeah. In general, we're talking or we're talking about last night or... Specifically against Frank Lampard's Derby County. Frank Lampard... I think um, it'd have been great for him to get that goal, wouldn't it? I mean, I, I, I've not... From the angle you, you saw, was it? Was it? Was did he kick out of Carson Lance? Did he not? I'm not sure. I can't really tell. Like it's not. There wasn't a conclusive angle, was it? But, no, it um, was on the floor. 
it should have been a goal. Really? However, it, it did what look it dubious. It, so yeah, it is what it is now, and it? it didn't get it didn't get didn't get you know given. So uh, um, I, I'm just I think I think Bruce is doing the right thing with him, and, and that's bringing him off the bench and just getting him right. I think um, I think he's definitely got something to offer us because um, we're. we're we haven't got many strikers around at the minute, have we? So I think um, just to get you know bring him back steadily and and fair play to him for, for not going out on loan when he had a chance, you know, in January. Um, but it's a different, I, I think, isn't it? It's a different striker to all the others that we've oh, got. God, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, we well, need somebody like him. I think you've always it's, it's no point having two strikers are exactly the same, is it? Because it just doesn't it just doesn't work. But it is good to have. I'm not sure what Nuiya works at all. I'm on, if I'm honest, but but certainly, um, I think he could work. He could. Does he work with Fletcher? I don't know. We, we've not really seen it, have we? Enough to, to to work out whether it will work or not. I mean, some somewhere some somewhere in uh, in in the Hillsborough Manor, uh, Lord Hillsborough's head's just exploded, uh, slagging off Atty Nuiya. But you know, it's uh, it's the end of it's coming to the end of his contract extension, I believe. Normally, this time of year, we're getting a right tune out of him, but uh, that seems to have gone missing. But, okay, so, last game. Let's move on. Rich, the floor is yours. We're now going to talk about Baltan. Baltan? Um, well, we, I, I, I went there, I think, last season in, in, was it in the Cup and we were well, we lost 3-0 or something like that. 3-2 it was in the end, that was it. Um, we were 3-0 down and we were awful. and We, we never play well at Baltan. I've not seen us play well yet, there yet when I've either been or, or caught it, you know, on any kind of highlights or whatever. Uh, but I thought last night, first half, we were, were pretty shabby um, and needed a kick up the arse, and I think they probably got that at half-time. I think they came out a different side, and the, the, the two goals, are just the, the, the passing, I thought, was, and particularly the first one, was fantastic. And, uh, and the second one w- w- wasn't a, uh, wasn't an easy finish. Um, so, yeah, I was, I, was, I was really happy with that. I'm just happy how we're playing at the minute. It's good to watch. Um, and that's, that's all you can... Um, he can ask for at times is is watching a Wednesday side that's good to watch, not just lumping it or whatever. And um, Hector again, immense. We've so got to sign him, but I'm not sure it's going to happen because of uh, uh, FFP. But uh, no, I was I was I was happy two uh, 0 I'll take that. And uh, I'm not sure what all the results are as as yet, but we're obviously uh, pushing towards that. You know, the playoffs. And I think um, I think people are. Uh, Standing up and taking notice so that, that that you know we've got the same kind of players, but there's one man making a, a real big difference to us and to all those players, and that's uh, Mr. Bruce. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, as as it stands right now, as you mentioned, Rotherham are beating QPR, Preston are beating Middlesbrough, um, West Brom are, are smashing Swansea. They you know they they don't seem to be turned up, but that you know that's only there's about ten fifteen minutes left. So you know by the time you're listening to this, it it, it could have all gone south. But uh, Liverpool's beating Bayern Munich, so that's nice for them, isn't it? Because we all love the Scousers. So, um, so mm. I, I also just want to do a big shout out to Sammy Winnall and his um, his tribute. Now, listeners of a certain age will remember uh, WWF as it was called in old money. Um, Brutus the Barber Beefcake smashed his cheekbone, and I'm oh. pretty sure, yeah, he was the one that started the face mask trend, wasn't he? Steve? Oh no, I'm not sure I'm not sure he was the first. He did he, he did have that, but I'm not sure he was the first. <laughs> no. I think I think he he got mashed up that badly. He he just went to interviewing people, didn't he? Uh, excuse me, I remember I saw Jim Duggan getting pelted and ended up in hospital and having to have two kidneys removed. Right? So don't <laughs> tell me about massacres in the WWF. <laughs> 
so right. So anyway, we've uh, we've moved we've moved on to the wrong sport there, aren't we? So right then. So Vic, I'm going to come to you now. Now, uh, after a recent uh, a recent visit to the hairdressers, um, some people, <laughs> me, have described him as a uh, as a daddy long legs dancing across a urinal on a hot summer's day. Lucas mm-hmm. Yao. He's, yeah, uh, it's looking really pretty bad, isn't it? Um, well, according to Dom House and today, it looks like he might be out to the end of the season, um, which is terrible. You know, he's been brilliant for us. Um, I think it puts more pressure on Fletcher to stay fit. Obviously, Fletcher is a lot older. Um, and uh, I think we need to we need to concentrate now. Obviously, you know, Winnell's back, Hooper's training. Um, so it might not be too bad. Um ugh. It's just it is a shame because he is he is a class player on his day. He can also be an awful player on certain days. Let's let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I would hope that it's it's not. And maybe it's the end of the season, but not the playoffs. No, oh, that's silly. That's silly thing to think. <laughs> you're you're thinking, thinking Steve McLean. Things. Yeah, we shouldn't be thinking these things. But who knows? Who knows? Um, I think for me, I would. As it stands at the moment, if Hooper is coming back, you know, we've got Fletcher, we've got Forestieri, we've got New Q if needed. You know, there's, pl- there's plenty of people who can play in that position. Fuck it, stick I offer up there. You know, um, there's it's not that much of a pressure that it was before. You know, we've had these situations with Carlos before in his time where we've, we've forced players back and we've not, we shouldn't have done. Um, the lad's really young. Uh, we bought him for what, what was it, like two and a half million euros? He's worth a lot more than that now, I'd imagine. Um, there's no point in risking rushing him back. Um, we're pretty much safe uh, mathematically, I think. Is it? Are we safe as of tonight? I'm not 100% sure. Um, but, you know, there's there's no stress on it now. Um, anything else is a bonus now, I think. After the year we've had, it's been absolutely bloody awful. And like we've said before, we've lost a year of Sheffield Wednesday with old Tashi in charge. Um, so now we've just got to look <laughs> forward, build upwards and not rush anybody back that doesn't need to be rushed back. Uh, the the worst thing that could happen is obviously you're rushing back and you, you fuck him up for another year or you're rushing back and we go up and we're not good enough. So, you know, the, the, it's we're okay. It's okay as it is. Like there's, you know, let him recover. Let's, let's sort him out. Um, let's... Also, we've got to think, you know, there might be a point in future that we need to sell him. And why would we risk injuring him any further? Let's just, let's get him fit. Let's keep him in the background, keep him like under wraps and look after him. And uh, let's see him back next season. I'm quite happy with that. Was that just you wanting to wrap players in in more wrap? Oh, not with his yellow hair. No, he looks like everybody's (laughs) talking about Jamie. Absolutely not, no. (laughs) It looks like... uh... The real slim shady, don't he? Um, Steve, now Lucas Zhao is a I don't know, contentious seems to be the wrong word, because I think there's not one person doesn't think he's he he's he's a good player, but how how long do we give him? I asked you this question about Sammy Winnall, didn't I, about the uh, the other week. Are we going to turn on him a little bit? Because like for example, people always talk about players like Jesse Lingard being a young guy, and that's why the way he is. Uh, personally, I can't abide him. But let's not forget, he's a grown ass man. He's like twenty seven now. But the but with Lucas Zhao, 
are we still waiting for him to become the finished article or is this the player he is now? When I look at Joe, he looks, it's not just that he looks um, a young, incomplete player. He looks like a naive young man as, as a human being. I'm not, not talking as a footballer. He looks, he looks like a youth. He looks so inexperienced with life, if you like. And you're just waiting for him to grow up and show us what he's capable of. And I suppose, like every other person growing up, you make mistakes. And he, he makes them by the bucket full, doesn't he? Um, the problem that we've got is that the Wednesday fans turn on a, a mistake like nobody's business. Um, he might be one of them players that needs longer than normal. I, I, people say that to you all the time. Well, he's 23 or he's 24 and um, Rooney were playing at top level when he was 17 and all this. We're not comparing our players with international players and the best players in the world. We're comparing them with what we see week in, week out. And a young player at our standard is always going to be infuriating and you're going to get more bad games than you do good. Because if the, if it, the other way around, we aren't going to keep them. It's as simple as that. We won't keep them if they are consistently brilliant. Um, but Steve, Steve I like he's, he's, he's 25 years old though, isn't he? I mean, come on, how, how long do we give him? Dan, I know what I would like at 25. <laughs> not, not as a footballer. But as a, as a, a young man, God, you, you do all sorts of daft things. And it's the same on the pitch. I know, I know what you're saying. I don't know how long we give him. I'll be honest. I don't know. You, you talk to Wednesday fans and they'll all say the same as you. Chuck me, he's 25 years old. He needs to grow up. If he's not good enough now at 25, he never will be. Ship him on. That's fine. I'd, I'd be on board with that. But I, I still think. We haven't seen the best of him, and I, I think he's one of them players that if we shift him on, pound to a pinch of shit, he is going to be player of the season for somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, gold <laughs> that, that, a, a pound to what? Pound to a pinch of shit. It's, yeah, yeah, I, I so, say that all the time, me. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, so let, let's move on then. So, Lucas Yao. Uh, Steve's going to give you another minute. Me, I'm starting to get more going with it now. It's been three years since he went anywhere near the Portugal squad. But um, but so we've had some news. I mean, it's been very short of news, Dickie. Uh, but we've had a, a brief bit of news now. Obviously, you know, you follow the team home and away. How much of a, a pain in the ass is this? Because I know it, it frustrates James because he's a very organised individual and he books his train tickets well in advance and, and the rest of it. But, you know, tell, tell me about the Norwich game, Rich. Well, obviously, Sky in their infinite wisdom have decided that they want to televise it. Um, and they don't seem to really give a f two fucks to the um, Sky when what, who the inconvenience, like, like the Chelsea game, you know, was travelling back at, uh, you know, at 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday night. Um, but yeah, Norwich has been moved to 7.45 on a fr good Friday. What a brilliant move from Sky. Um, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? We, you, yeah. we need this, the money from Sky, but... but but then again, I mean, you've only got to look at, you know, a lot of the games I've watched recently, I think the Forest Derby game where they were, they're, they're actually muting the, 
the uh, the fans because literally they were singing stuff about Sky, and I think that's getting a bit of a regular now. They're, they're muting fans who who, who, who sing, you know sing mutiny on the uh, on the on the terraces. Um, so yeah, it's it, it doesn't it, it's not good for everybody. It's, it's a bank holiday weekend, so you know worst case scenario. But if you've already booked stuff, you know it's it's a, it's a whole change for you, absolute change. If, like James, he's booked up way up front. Uh, if you're going on a on a, a coach or a, in the car, it's a little bit easier. But you know, it just it messes things up. I mean, what are we for, four weeks to go to it or whatever? Um, it's it's not great I, from Sky. I tell you what, though. But come on, it's Good Friday. Uh, you've got all day on the beer. You know what I mean? We're oh, go and get larried in. Go and get larried in Norwich and just <laughs> just just stay yeah, there. Right. Stay there Friday night. Look at extremization yeah. of the city centre. <laughs> that, that was lovely stuff. I, t- I tell you what, actually, while I'm here, I've uh, not mentioned that the um, the rivers. This show is brought to you by the Riverside Cafe. It's on Catch Bar Lane, and it's now open on match days. Don't forget to get yourself involved in their outside bar. So, right then. So, like I said, there's not been much apart from the games itself. There's not been much to talk about. Uh, we've got move fixtures. We've got uh, three games themselves. We've got uh, Iorfa uh, scoring, um, you know. Uh, but I, I do want to take a, a brief moment you know, just between all of you to talk about the new gaffer because I have absolutely fallen in love with him. Now, Josh Lukai, I was sceptical from the start. I was iffy for 10 games in. And, and and then, you know, after about two months, I couldn't abide looking at him. So uh, I'll tell you what, Steve, I'll, I'll come to you first. Um, I, you know, are you as assured as what the general consensus? I've not seen um, Twitter so positive about a manager in a long time. What do you reckon? I love him. Absolutely love him. I've got posters of him all over the bedroom wall. Shipped out last time. <laughs> into bedroom. He, he's my bed partner now. Everything about that bloke is quality. And that, it, I keep thinking back to when he was manager of other teams and thinking, what did I say about him then? Did I did I hate him? Did I dislike him? What did he get on me? <laughs> and he probably said all the same stuff that he's saying now. But now it matters because it's about our club. And every single word that he speaks on camera is solid gold. That stuff about putting his arm around a player and, and stuff like that, you know. It, that, that is... That's fantastic. That just... That that's brilliant. That alone, isn't it? Just just to be able to do that to people, and yeah. sometimes people just need an arm around and, and say you're doing really well, and then look at but, look at Liam Palmer. Now. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a sign of a bloke who's. Um, we all know he's had a, a lot to contend with in his personal life recently, and I think that's had an effect on him. And I, I don't know what he was like before before all the the family issues. Maybe he was like this before, but you see some. Well, Gary Megson, for a start, who definitely wouldn't put an arm around a player, would he? You know, he'd have kicked him in plums as soon as look at him. But this <laughs> this guy is is the opposite. He's like he's like your dad or, or your mum or your mum and dad, dad combined. And he, he looks after our players, but he's not like a parent. He is not afraid to give them a bollocking when they need it. And I'm sure, like you, you mentioned, Richard, half time at Bolton, he will have given them a right round of fox and, and got them back on track um so we're getting the the best of both worlds really we're getting a bloke who's got a really fantastic human side 
don't get carried away unless he needs it. And he's bringing the best out of what we've got at the moment. And, you know, I could, I could watch videos of him, listen to him talking all day long. I, with little heart in my eyes. It's wonderful. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like a, a living emoji. Like, well, what about what about what about you, Vic? I mean, is, is he like some like weird uncle, or I mean, did you just want to go up and give him a cuddle, or just just send him around a cup of tea, or what? Like, I I do. I just think he's so lovely. He just comes across as a really genuine, lovely bloke. And I've said this to a few people who aren't Wednesday fans, um, who I've spoken to. So. Obviously, James and I were on Radio Sheffield recently, and we were talking to the guy from the Blades Pod. Were you? Yeah, you, you didn't. We don't like to mention it. it I, no. I didn't see anything about it. It's because right, right, you yeah, live yeah. in Southampton. No, don't be hating. Be mating, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so like we were talking about him then, and we were saying like he is the last of a dying breed of football managers. Like we have been very fortunate to be brought up, if you like, in a football age of managers such as obviously your Brian Clough, your Ferguson's. Your Sam Allardyce, your Steve Bruce, your Mick McCarthy. You know, there are those managers that are just, and obviously, shout out to Colin, old Neil Warnock. There are those managers that are just, they embody the game. And they are old school gentlemen who run the game. And Steve Bruce is one of the last of that breed, if you like. Um, you know, Ian Holloway is still floating about somewhere. Who knows where? Um, but that, but, they're the people that, you know, for me, growing up as a football fan, they're the managers. Like, they are, like, hardcore man managers who are genuine, who are disciplinarians, but not too hard. They are they're family men. You know, Steve Bruce has proven that in abundance since before he started here and since. Um, and I just think he's just one of those last characters of the game, of the, of the old game. You know, the modern game now, obviously, you've got your Frank Lampard's coming through, you've got your Steven Gerrard's coming through. You know, they're, they're the flash footballers that have come through and become managers. But Steve Bruce is one of the last ones of the, yeah, he played at the big time, but he wasn't on the front page of the Daily Mail every day or whatever. Um, and I just I just think he's just such a great guy, and I think he's such a good man for this club. And, I, you know, he's one of those managers that I would have killed to have as a Wednesday manager at some point. The same as we all would have done with, you know, with Clough, with, you know, with not McCarthy, but with Holloway, with a few others. And I, ju I just think he just embodies old school football. And I think at the moment, this squad, when you look at what happened with, you know, under Carlos with the Forestieri situation that, you know, we don't talk about anymore. Um, but with the Winnell getting shipped off to Derby situation, um, with situations where you're not playing Hutch, you're not playing Westwood, you know, Steve Bruce has come back in and gone, fuck that, this is about football. Like, I, I'll tell him what to do and I'll be the yeah. boss and that's it. And I just I just love that about him and I just think he comes across so gentle in his interviews that you also know at the same time you would not mess with him. Because we all know our <laughs> best bosses have been that person. If we've worked in an office or in a factory or whatever, the best boss we've ever had has been somebody who respects you, who will listen to you, but will also give you a good hiding if you need one. And that is exactly what he is. And I think that is that's the kind of boss that I thrive under, you know. Um, and I think that's the kind of boss that most people will thrive under. Um, and I just, I just think he's brilliant. I think he's the best person for the job. Absolutely. Well, he's he's just recently taken on uh, some more support staff. 
uh, names escape me. I had them wrote down, but I've uh, I've played my phone a bit too much while we're doing this. So, uh, and uh, in the interim, oh by the way, uh, this will be fun for you. If any of you guys felt that uh, Vic was filling there, um, I'm glad she did because the cat that uh, that peed has just peed all over my bag. So. Uh, <laughs> So during while you were talking, there, there's now cat piss all over my uh, living room. So that's nice, isn't it? Is, is that your? Is that is it a bag or a sack? It's a it's a sack magic uh, from Tots TV. Uh, right then. So I tell you what, Steve, you mentioned it, um, just, and I think just, this just is before before you move on, um, the, the, there was a striker. I think he was at Villa who went sick, and he, he went to his house, didn't he? Um, it was the guy who was the striker at Leeds who scored all them penalties. Was it McCormack? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, Yeah. Ross Ross McCormack. McCormack, yeah. Yeah, and he he went sick, and Steve McLean went to his house and climbed over his Steve McLean went to his house? Bloody hell, he'd have broken two legs. He's all the way from Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Josh! Josh! <laughs> I don't know why he'd have broken both legs, both, both arms, and his neck. I don't know why. And still, don't know why he had him penalty. Mind. Well, that's all that matters, isn't it? Climbed over his gate into his, <laughs> to make sure he was still actually sick. And that is a, that's a great guy. But I, I just want to say this um, about the bloke and. Uh, I don't want to bring it down, but it, it will ultimately. That the stick that he got off of uh, Rude Holly on that um, Chelsea game about not being there, and if it were Man United, he wouldn't have done this. He, he would have turned up on day one. Um, and this, and Alex took to Twitter didn't he? and he, um, Alex Bruce said after the year he's had, he deserves this timeout. Steve Bruce must have lost his. Parents around about the same time as I lost my mum, and he's the same age as me, Steve Bruce. And I know what effect that has on you as a person when you move up the family tree. It has a massive effect, and I know exactly why he wanted that time off. And anybody that doubts that, anybody that questions that, needs to have a look at themselves because that is ultimately what will give us. A better manager. Him taking that break, taking time to himself and time to reassess everything that's gone on in his life and look to the future. I promise you 100% we will benefit from that. And 100%. just before we moved on from that, I need. No, I completely um, agree with you there, these I think, Sarah, I'm a bit emotionally wrong out. <laughs> I think I've spoken before, and um, obviously I've done. I did another interview recently, which will be coming out. Um, but I've spoken before about you know, like you think that your parents aren't vulnerable, um, and I thought that, and I'm sure Rich, you know my dad well, and we all think that people are invincible, yep. don't we? And that's that's just how the how we live. And um, finding out that my dad wasn't invincible was the worst day of my life. Um, And to even begin to imagine losing one but not both parents in a year is just horrendous, just absolutely horrendous. Um, And I just have so much respect for him for coming back, not so quickly, but just so valiantly as well. He's just come back. He's been such a gentleman about the whole situation and 
and fair play to Mr. Chantiri for for accepting that and for going, yeah, all right, fine, come whenever you think you're ready. That's the commitment you've made, 100% you do it. And I just, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine losing anybody like that, but one parent, two parents, like, however, it's just awful. Um, and yeah, 100% respect for him. I think there was only two dickheads in the entire country that dared question it um, yeah. on national television. And what a pair of, pair of pricks who I've got no respect for whatsoever anymore. Uh, I haven't got the words, but but the, the every every single Wednesday fan was behind what he did. Yeah, come a month later, it doesn't matter. You you take some time, you get over what the shit you've had last year because at the end of the day, this is just a job. It's just a job. Exactly that. Exactly that, folks. Very well said. So, um, right, let's uh, let's move on. So, uh, Rich, big week for uh, somebody who's in our squad that uh, has been uh, part of the rotation. Uh, I, I, I call it the rotation. You know, the players that we ate. Uh, that you know, there's a different yeah. one goes to the top of that list every time. And uh, one of our players has managed to break into uh, an international squad. I mean, I mean, tell us about it. You're talking about Mr. Palmer and his uh, Scotland call-up. Um, um, he, he's been a fair play to him. I, I remember a couple of seasons ago, what he watched him uh, from the North Stand hardly daring to touch the ball because every time he touched it, he got absolutely berated to death, rounded on. Uh, and I've never been his biggest fan, but at the minute, I, I can't knock him right back, left back. Um, he's just proving as wrong in in bucket loads and and is that any coincidence that that Steve Bruce is putting an arm around people and not just one person in particular he's 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 he's, he's got big arms obviously um he's putting his arms around everybody and and and, we, and they're getting the best out of those players who Liam Palmer for me if you're beginning of the season you would say he's he's an average player who probably is would be better a really good league one player uh, and and I a bottom of the kind of table Championship player, but he's proven his worth to us at the minute. I, I can't, I can't fault him. You know, he's he's really, um, really proven us wrong and deserves that that call up to to the Scottish uh, squad. I was going to say, do you think that do you think that comes back to the old school sort of dad esque manager style of Steve Bruce? In that, you know, Liam Palmer, yeah, all right, is what twenty nine, maybe twenty eight. Um, but he's he's kind of he came through the academy. You've seen God knows how many managers Liam Palmer because he's been here forever. Uh, do you think that Steve Bruce has made a difference in that respect? In that he's told him, "Yeah, you're doing all right, son. Like you'll you'll be okay." And I'd imagine that I just remember Palmer from God from the years that I used to go up and watch the academy, like when I was about seventeen. So he took like fourteen years ago, and Palmer was there, and. You know, his dad was there, his family was there all the time, and he had a really good relationship with um, Macaulay, who, Sean Macaulay, who was the manager then. And I think, you know, then he kind of got thrust into the first team and thrust into the spotlight, but did he ever have that sort of, that dad-esque manager anymore? Um, obviously, we've kept Bully around for the last few years, and he's obviously done a good job with people like that. But I just, I feel like, I do feel like someone like Bruce would make the difference with somebody like Palmer and could make Palmer into not a world beater, but into somebody who looks like a decent championship fullback. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. Somebody like him, you'll you'll see the results of the manager. Uh, you know, you can say what what does the manager do? Is he there at every training session? Is he is his input there all the time? You can see with a player like Liam Palmer what the manager as a person actually brings to that player, and he's one of them. As you as you uh, said there. He's obviously had a word with him, whether he's put an arm around him or he's just had a nice, gentle chat with him and giving him a confidence booster. Whatever it is, it's worked. And Liam is one of them lads that loves being at this club. He absolutely loves this club. It's been, it's been his life, hasn't it? Um, and he's, a, he's, he's quite a, an upbeat, happy person. Or he's whenever I've seen him, whenever I've spoken to him. And I've been to a, a few of them, them do's at, at ground and I've had a piss at side of him and, and all other players have, have come Did in and, and they're they chatting away and, and <laughs> look at him he, he looks look. what you do the only problem I have I'll let you in on a secret here the only problem I have is that when anybody looks at me it stops me pissing and I can't start until everybody's gone <laughs> every time when, when I was in my in last job, before I retired, they used to do that to me on purpose. I'd go for a piss, and then they'd all come in and look at me. Because they know that once they stand there, I can't piss. 20 minutes later, I'm still they've all bugged off. But, <laughs> Steve, yeah. I'll tell you what the answer to that is. It's to actually not uh, face them when they stood, you know, turn around and point it at the toilet. And then that way you're not you're not making eye contact with them. It's because you're pissing all over the floor, brother. You know what I mean? They shouldn't be able to see your face. No. If they can see your face, you're doing it wrong. Damn, mate. This is this one in the fire service. You can't avoid eye contact. They will make sure you have eye contact. They used to oh, oh, the bully. <laughs> the bully. The bully. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but, but, but the, point, the point I was making was. That he is a that the, all the other players um, at that time, right through now, I'm sure it's the same. They they liked him as a a, a lad to, to have in the team. You know what I mean? He's one of those players that they like to be around, and he likes to be around them. It brings something to the team. As as has been pointed out by Vic Henry, he might not be the greatest footballer, but we don't need him to be the greatest footballer. We need him to to do a job for us, and at the moment. He is doing that, and he is doing it really, really well. Part of that's down to him, part of it's down to the manager, and long may that continue. Definitely. Uh, uh, definitely. I mean, you know, good, decent footballer, lovely lad, face like a bag of spanners. But let's move on. Anyway, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're running short of time now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he looks like he needs an iron. You know what I mean? He looks like so he just needs to get an iron and just go, how old are you, son? Bloody hell fire. You've had a paper round, haven't you? Where did you work? Chernobyl. He's worked I mean? under Josh Lukai for a year. <laughs> we don't well, look like that. Yeah, to be fair, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, being, I'm being rude. Sorry, Liam. My apologies. But anyway, right. So, uh, quick rumour. I'm, I'm not going to spend... I'm, in fact, I'm just going to say it. So, Gary Hooper may be returning back. Uh, you know, I've got my hopes up about this before. I'm just going to move on from it. It might happen. It might not. So, you know... I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but we're going to preview the Blackburn game. So, um, as, as you mentioned earlier, Vic, I live in Southampton, and a, a mate of mine, I've got, I've got pissed in the pub last week, and a mate of mine is a Blackburn fan, and he's only ever seen him away because he's born and bred in Western Supermare. Some weird story about the kid, the, 
the bloke that brought him up, it's not weird at all, the bloke that brought him up was a Blackburn fan. He used to, and one of his fondest memories was sit watching Blackburn, watching Match of the Day, and, uh, and he became a Blackburn fan. But because he lived so far away, his mum never got to take him. So I've got pissed in the pub dinner and I've gone, I'll take you, mate. But you know what I mean? Of course, I, I love football, me. I'll take you. Um, so last night, I drove from Southampton, past Bolton, where Sheffield Wednesday were playing, right up to Blackburn, watched them in a local derby against Wigan, and then drove back again. So uh, I've done a recce, lads. I've been up, I've done a recce on Blackburn, and uh, they smashed them 3-0. And it turns out, the only thing I can really take away from it is that uh, Wigan are absolutely bloody dreadful. They have, they, they, they are, honestly, they're one of the worst teams I've ever seen play football. Now, in terms of Blackburn themselves, they've got standout players like Bradley Dack, who is a luxury player that if Sammy Hutchinson plays, he's just going to kick all day. Um, you've got Danny Graham, who Tom Lees is going to kick all day. And then they've got Harrison Reed on loan from Southampton, who's going to kick us all day. So I, 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 I can't see past the draw. Uh, I'll come to you first, Steve. What, what, what do you reckon? You know, you know what I'm going to say. You absolutely know what I'm going to say. We will win this game. We will win this game comfortably by at least three goals. There's no way on earth, given everything that's going on at this club with the manager, the good vibe, the fans are back on side. And it's taken a while for the fans to start to find a voice and start to find a little bit of belief and get a bit of a party atmosphere going. They will be behind the team. If we can score early, especially then it, it, it'll be like, like blue touch paper and stand well back because it could be a really, really fabulous day. I, I don't see any other result other than us winning. However, if we don't win, forget about the top six. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's absolutely vital that we just continue this, um, this run. And all the teams in front of us are all those teams around us. So, it, it, you could yeah. say, really, it's pretty much in our hand after Saturday. Well, as it stands right now, the games that we're playing as we're recording this have all finished. Uh, Vic, we're now in 11th place. Uh, Blackburn coming up. What, what do you reckon? What do you think? Do you reckon we can make a push for it? How do you think we'll get on against Blackburn? That's two questions <laughs> in one. I think that's two me. big questions. Um, I agree with <laughs> with Beastie. I can't see anything less than a win on Saturday. Um, I think that the crowd will be there. Um, I, I don't think there's any offers on tickets or whatever, but I think that the crowd will turn up um, because I think we've got to the stage now that even the people that were questioning whether or not they could afford to go on a Saturday afternoon or whether it was worth the money, can probably say, yeah, all right, we'll probably beat Blackburn. Um, so I think I think the crowd will be behind them and we may well see three points. Um, as opposed to the playoffs, come on, we're having a laugh. Uh, if it happens, Oi. it happens and I will be absolutely buzzing. My mum will be fuming because she's booked holiday to Spain because we were so shite under yours. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, if, if it happens, it happens. Um, as far as I'm concerned now, we are in a much better position than we were two, three months ago in that we are now probably safe. And, you know, I don't want to say we're definitely safe because it's Sheffield Wednesday, um, but we're probably safe and we can go into games now just almost practicing for next season um 
but yeah, I, I can see a win on Saturday. I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, it's been, I wouldn't say it's been a while since I've looked forward to a game at Hillsborough because, you know, I do even when we're awful. Um, but I just, I can see this Saturday being a good match. Uh, well, not a good match, a good win. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. All right, Rich. Wait, so there you are. That's, oh, that's get on board. Come on, Rich. We're, we're, we're trusting you to, to 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 give us the positive. Take us on. I'm 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 just looking at the the the, the, the fixtures now between now and the end of the season. There's nine games to go, and the only two games I can see in that, I'm confident, I'm feeling that I, I think we we're going to struggle, not struggle, but probably not get the results we want. It's Leeds and Norwich. Definitely. Apart from that, I ain't worried about anybody. I'm not worried about anybody in that. I think we'll beat Blackburn. I'm not worried about Stoke. Villa, Forest, you know, then there's Leeds and Norwich, Bristol City, Preston, QPR. I, I'm not. I, there's only two games out that night that I yeah. think we, we might not get the three points or or, or some kind of points. Yeah. Uh, I, and if I, I mean, if you look at the form t- form table at the minute, going back to Blackburn, they're, they're 19th in that. In the last they've won one in the last six. Um, we've got quite a few draws in ours, but we're seventh in it. But you know, it's uh, I'm 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 super confident at the minute. Well, there you are, and, yeah. and enjoying going. Well, that's, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big turn up, isn't it? But there you are. You, you know, we are, yeah. we are 10, 10 games now unbeaten, which I can't remember a run like that since, uh, since I think, 1997. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, listen, that, that, I, I genuinely believe that we've got a chance against Blackburn. They weren't anything special. Wigan were absolutely atrocious. And, uh, you know, and, oh God, they do do good pies, though, we'll recommend. Nine out of ten will pie again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So let's wrap this up. Uh, Steve, just, are, uh, you, are you still people. on Twitter? Are you still on the Twitterings? Uh, no, well, I am, but not not um, not so much. Can I just say before you before you move on, we are now. Somebody just messaged me. We are six points off further. Never mind, Ooh. just behind everybody else. We're six points off further, but they may collapse yet. Ooh, they, in fact, they've lost to Preston two one tonight at home, haven't they? Yeah. So so uh, oh, so, yeah. I mean, Millhouse. Cracking Simpsons reference. <laughs> so, Steve, if they want to see some of your uh, misspelt nonsense, where do we find it? Uh, well, you have to call around to our house because I don't do much on Facebook Wednesday stuff, and I don't do much on Twitter these days. So, if you want to call around at our house. That's fine by me, and we'll put Cal on, and we can talk about Wednesday. <laughs> I, literally, I literally thought you were just about to tell everybody where you live. What about uh, what about you, Vic? <laughs> me too. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Victoria one eight six seven. Um, or obviously, I sometimes take over our Wednesday week account because nobody else looks after it at TWWcast. I tell you what, I used to get told off though by Lord Hillsborough for uh, for coming up with a gag and then retweeting it myself. So I've not logged into the TWW cast. So if uh, if somebody's retweeting my gags, it's not me this time. Stop telling me off. But it's not me. <laughs> but uh, Dick, what about yourself? Yeah, yeah, you can you can find me on Twitter, Dickie L. But I, I, like like, like BC, I don't spend much time on there these days. It's as you know, it's a busman's holiday for me. So you're better off coming and meeting me in the Riverside Cafe and having a chat there and having a beer with me. That that you'll. You might not get any sense out of me, but you get more of a conversation out of me. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the uh, good shout out for the sponsors there because I forgot to do it at the top of the show. 
Also, not hey. we've got uh, at Sausage Arms. That's Eddie. He's uh, he's managed to take a moment out of uh, having dinner with the the father-in-law tonight. So uh, big shout out to him. And uh, in order to record this show, and we've also got James Marriott. He's uh, what is he? Is he three fifths of the Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> podcast out there? So I'm pretty sure you're going to run into every some point. Sheffield Wednesday uh, podcast out there. He, he even appears on that that America <laughs> one. The only one they won't let him on is the Owl Sanctuary. <laughs> what a podcast host. Yeah, any, 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 I'm pretty sure they have more football, Evan, as well. But uh, listen, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure tonight. And uh, let's hope that going forward, we'll, uh, we'll keep this marauding run onto the, uh, onto the playoffs. And let's see if we can all be there uh, down in London. I'll see you down there at the end of May. See you later. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.